Hi, it's Dr. Squee here. I'm here to tell you about my live video podcast event, Squeefest 2020, brought to you by StreamYard. 2pm to 2pm British Summertime, or 9am to 9am Eastern, I will be going live for 24 hours on the Dr. Squee Show Facebook page and twitch.tv slash Dr. Squee to raise money for NHS charities together who are supporting NHS staff and volunteers who are bringing the fight to COVID-19. We will have guest stars including the third Doctor Doctor Who companion Katie Manning from Going Live. We have Trevor Simon. Stand-up comedian Anubhav Powell will be bringing Mumbai to the event and we'll have so many more guest stars to announce. As well as that we have quizzes, games, panels with authors and ghost hunters. We've also got your favourite podcasts. Retrek, Netheads, Legend in My Spare Time, Due South by Southeast, Unclassical, Dead Piet Society, Talking Codswallop, Diversely Geek, Legend of the Travelling Tardis, Dog's Best Friend, and Blay Makes Food. As well as all that, our friends over at SW20 Radio, The Sound of South Wales, will be broadcasting an hour of Squeefest with our friend Matt Lees. Please follow our Facebook page and at Dr. Squee on Twitter and Instagram for more guest announcements as we have them. All this and so much more. If you can afford to donate, please go to justgiving.com slash squeefest now or on the day and give what you can. And join me for 24 hours of fun. I'll see you there. Hi, this is Mike Zapsik from a Shared Universe podcast studio, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop Podcast. Hey, it's Taylor from Calling the Shots. Hey, this is Steve from Calling the Shots. Hey, what's up? It's Mike from the Pizza Beer Revolution podcast. Hi, this is uh, Derek D from PBR Podcast and DerekD.com, of course. And you are listening to Talking Codswallop. Talking Codswallop. Hey, guys, doing? This is great. This is the POTUS. It's President of the United States. Donald, you're looking to wild up the swallowing. That's what you're listening to. It's great. I gotta tell you, the swallop of the wall is great. I love walls. And the cod wallop, it's swallop. Fantastic. You're listening to it. Wallops, cods. Fish, walls, swallows. Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma, and this week I'm really excited because I've got a special guest. There's no James this week. That's not the reason why I'm excited. That sounds a little bit harsh on reflection, but my special guest this week is a gentleman who has been a friend of mine for a good at least four years, I'd say, maybe more. And we live in completely different countries. So it's weird to say that we're friends, but we are friends. (laughs) So anyway, his name is Luke Barker, and he is hailing all the way from New Zealand and from the Lights in the Sky podcast. So welcome to the show. Luke. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Yeah, what an intro. Has it really been four years? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, I'd say it's about mm. that because we first met on the unnamed network <laughs> that we were part of. Yeah. <laughs> was it before I was um, recording? Have I been going? I haven't been going that long, have I? Maybe I have. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've overestimated then. I don't know. Maybe. Look, because I've been doing it for, it'll be three years this year. Okay. 
Yeah, I think. And then I had a, like, I was joined up with a podcast, the Hullo Blue podcast beforehand. Yeah. Oh, man. I just looked on my phone. February 2017, I started. I feel like I'm in, a, I'm in year two. <laughs> That's crazy. That has just evaporated. That's life I'm not getting back. No, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I feel like apologizing to, for putting, um, putting listeners through four years of Lights in the Sky podcast. <laughs> well, as one of your <laughs> listeners, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't, we literally couldn't be further apart on the planet, I think, just about. No. And yet um, a wonderful friendship has blossomed, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It was funny because like obviously in the intro there, I was sort of a little bit, you know, wasn't exactly saying this bit, but it's weird because we've physically never met. Mm. Not even close. No, no, <laughs> Not even close. No. <laughs> and, um, but like, I consider you one of my closest friends, you know, because we like literally mm. talk every single day. Always sitting there in the chat window. It reminds me of something interesting. Have you heard of an earth sandwich before? I have not, but that sounds a little bit kinky. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's something I found out about, um, well, it could be years ago, knowing my memory. There's something called an earth sandwich where people, find kind of uh someone on completely the opposite side of the planet to them and they'll gps locate themselves and put a piece of bread on the ground and then they get the person on the other side of the world to do the same thing so they've made an earth sandwich oh my god we need to do that <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling um that was around the time i i figured out i think it's somewhere in spain i think is the opposite of where i am I don't know if it was the same for you when you're a kid, but when you're digging a hole, someone would always say, if you dig too far, you'll pop out in China. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it was always China. <laughs> oh, it was but, Australia yeah. for us. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's probably pretty close, actually, to the opposite of you. Yeah, I'd say that, like, Australia probably is literally underneath us. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought that people in Australia walked upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah, constant nosebleeds because <laughs> the blood's rushing to the top of their heads. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why um, it's cheaper to launch a rocket from the bottom of the Earth because it just falls off. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> unless, of course, you're a flat earther, and then you know, God knows what happens then. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. We're getting already some fun facts. <laughs> yeah, Earth Sandwich. Yeah. Find a friend on the other side of the world and um, make yourself an Earth Sandwich. I like that idea. It's funny because the you, if you see photos of it, it's literally a person standing next to a piece of bread on the ground. <laughs> like, it's, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. But equally, I yeah. want to do it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, who doesn't? There's got to be a way. Forget about Tinder, Grinder, all of that. There should be an Earth Sandwich app where it pairs me with somebody on the opposite side of the planet and lets me know what type of bread they're using. Ah, oh, yes. Because what if you're using the same different bread? Yeah. I mean, and then you have to figure out who's on the top and who's on the bottom because you don't want to put butter on the top piece of bread, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not an awkward conversation. No. And like, does one of you put lettuce in and the other one put ham in or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or cheese, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, double cheese, you could both do it. Ooh. The possibilities are endless, yeah. really. Yeah. And if you could find somebody else in a different location, you could have like a Scooby snack sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Would that count as like the world's tallest sandwich? 
you know, like, why not? I think it should do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally the thickness of the earth plus <laughs> plus whichever bread is on each side and, and fillings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. I think we could go for a world record there. Yeah. But going back to your app idea, I think you need to copyright that pretty quick and actually do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's cut that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not going to cut it out. Call it toaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe not. No. It's not toasted. Oh, we could toast it. I mean, if someone's already got the record for biggest earth sandwich, we could make the biggest earth toasted sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you just put half a waffle iron on, on, on each side, a toasted sandwich maker. Do you know what? This idea is amazing. I'm full of ideas. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop sharing it with the world and actually get on and do them. <laughs> mm. And remember where you announced it because I would like a cut in that profit, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. One dollar, I'd like 50 cents or whatever. You know, what is your currency when it comes to... Um, I know you're dollars, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're dollars. Yeah, what is the small change? What do you mean? Cents. Cents. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was the same or not, because like, we're like pence. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said that like, what do you mean? That's ridiculous. It's cents, of course, <laughs> thinking like everyone is, but no, they're not. No. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> well, no, you... Well, it's not just me. Yeah. It's um, my entire country plus other countries, but yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's not you, is my point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because it's Australia and uh, America as well, isn't it? So... Yeah. But I wasn't sure if it was exactly the same or if you called it's something different I, I don't know yeah there you go this is what the talking coswell is all about talking about making the world's biggest bread sandwich <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a flyer yeah yeah and how, what is your currency <laughs> yeah i guess you gotta yeah i mean to figure out the cost of an earth sandwich you gotta figure out those exchange rates and everything how much did the bread cost yeah what does that relate to new zealand dollars australian dollars american dollars Ye pence who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows indeed? But I was more thinking about mm. the profits that you were going to make from the app rather than... <laughs> oh, yeah. I just wanted to cut uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, we'd be charging in pound, I think, because the New Zealand dollar is not as strong. Yeah, I think that's a good call. A good call? To, not, to, not to take this too blue, but um, like a overweight hooker, you charge by the pound, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't think that was... Was too blue to be honest <laughs> i just wasn't sure <laughs> no we were talking about something as wholesome as just an earth sandwich and then i i take it to hookers so <laughs> fat ones are that <laughs> <laughs> well as you know as long as you don't say that female drivers are crap pretty much anything goes on this podcast <laughs> all right yeah James on last week's episode said, uh, well, you listened, I'm sure. Yep. James assumed that the pensioner was a female driver. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go down well. <laughs> yeah. The nutter. Nah, no, nah, I gotta love James. Somehow put him in the backseat of, um, like Danica Patrick's IndyCar and, um, See who breaks first. Yes. <laughs> Female IndyCar driver. Yeah, I reckon that would be good. Yeah, I think he would break first. Does James listen back? Does he listen to the episodes he's not on? Do you know? No, he doesn't. He doesn't listen to the episodes he's on. So, um, yeah, we could talk complete bollocks about him right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if I should fall for that. <laughs> you can you can fall for it. It's fine. <laughs> what I am planning on doing one episode is I might take this bit out just in case he does listen. 
but uh, you know just put white noise in (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of you know basically when it's just the two of us but then put a little bit at the beginning when we're not recording saying it's because I'm testing to see if he's actually listening to the episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, that's uh, that's a good prank, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I heard one uh, just the other day, actually. Funny you should mention it. And it was a person at the start said, I suspect, uh, you know, our offsider doesn't listen. So yeah. um, nobody tell him. <laughs> but if he contacts me and says he heard this, I'm going to give him $50. <laughs> and sure enough, that just never got mentioned again. Like clearly didn't bring it up. Oh, I could do that, couldn't I? I definitely could. I don't think it'd be $50. Uh, well, obviously, because our currency is pounds anyway. But <laughs> I just don't think I can afford the $50. Yeah. Pound. <laughs> Good. yeah. yeah, you'd have to go. Go get your money changed into dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I could do. But to be honest, he's never going to have listened anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Play on. Exactly. So did you want to talk about Lights in the Sky podcast for a little bit? Um, I can do that. I'm, I'm really selfish with Lights in the Sky podcast. I don't know if you're the same, but I almost shy away from plugging it or talking about it or anything because I'm, I'm so selfish in that it really is like we'd be doing it if it was only us listening and i think that's kind of a good thing like we needed an excuse to catch up uh shared the common interests on paranormal stuff but always with the light-hearted edge of just kind of yarning talking and then <laughs> then before long we're just weaving in anything like literally we used to start every episode with did anything paranormal happen to you this week and um soon turned into yeah uh my cleaner broke a thing or something like that <laughs> and it's just and then we'd joke about we've just confused the word paranormal with abnormal uh and and some of the sagas that um my offsider tony goes through it's like listening to larry david talk about his life where just the minutiae of things where it's literally, okay, I'm getting fiber installed for my broadband and it would just drag out for like, you know, 10 weeks uh, when there's like different contractors come in, people digging holes in the wrong spot. Someone, it's a water pipe or, you know, stupid things like this. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. There's something about it. Um, but Tony's a mate of mine. We went to high school together. We, uh, I've known him since I was 15. So what, 20 odd years now. Um, yeah, we got a pretty good rapport. We just kind of bust each other's chops and, um, each episode bring kind of, we think it's interesting paranormal story to the, to the party as well. Some of them are farcical. Some of them are pretty, uh, gripping and, um, there's lots in between as well. Yeah. The odd game here and there. And yeah, just some, some good times. Nothing too serious. And when you remember, you've got a book that you refer to as well, haven't you? <laughs> Give me some strange. Yeah. The, um, Two hours ago, we finished recording an episode where we brought back the Get Me Some Strange book. Woohoo! Um, so I had to remember our intro, which has got a, there's a little intro with it. Yeah. Did you remember the post-it notes? Ah, uh, so that got a mention too. We found two copies of it. It's the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Um, and I found it at a church book sale where obviously, well, not, not obviously, I assume 
anyone in the area who died, their bookshelf went onto a table and people were paying a couple of bucks each for their yeah. books. Um, <laughs> and so I found that one and uh, it was quite cool. Like there's um, some good old content in there, some really short kind of little tidbits. Like there can be some that are no more than a paragraph and then there's some that are, you know, six pages long. So we started kind of flicking to the random pages and each time we'd mark it with a post-it. And then a year later, I went to this, what turned out to be an annual uh, book sale, <laughs> and there was another copy in pristine condition of the exact same book from 1982. I couldn't believe it. So we've got a copy at each of our houses, so it doesn't matter where we record, we've got one at hand. The problem tonight was, um, it was the first time in a while we've recorded out at my place, and use the book and this is the book that doesn't have the post-its all through it so we had to kind of just um, rack our brains through the past 112 episodes to, to think have we read this or not and so yeah <laughs> we got to a pretty fresh story it's one where actually it was a new zealand one of all things ah, good. we landed on <laughs> so we're actually going to expand on it next week ah, I think. that's interesting i'm not going to ask too many questions mm. because i do listen to the episode and i don't want any spoilers but mm. it's always fun you know hearing you know one of you flicking the pages and what are you going stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one I one I liked was um, when I first revealed I had a second book. Tony was shocked; he couldn't believe that you know there was two in, in existence. They both happened to be at the same you know yard sale a year apart. Yeah. But as he was reading his one, I just found the same page and just started reading in tandem, and we ended up just reading out the rest of the thing together. <laughs> it was quite funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, was it the same table as well? Because that could be a paranormal event. It's not a big church, so yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's just some time vortex, and I'll just go again in a year or so and find another. Yeah, if you find another, I'd like it signed, please, and sent to me. <laughs> yeah, along with that sticker that you never sent me. You cheeky bastard. <laughs> oh, did I not? No. I swear I did. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, what a bastard. Right? <laughs> um, okay. I'll organize that. I, it's not like I've run out. We had like a thousand of them, so I'll take some up for you. The weird thing is, oh, it might not be this one. Sorry, I've just got the book now. I'm holding it in my hot little hands. The one that, uh, it's, it must be the one at Tony's place, but it's it says something like, um, to dad from Christopher and Katie, and that's my siblings' names. Like, how random is that? That is really spooky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anywho's. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's good. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but I do love, um, I do love listening to Lights in the Sky. It's like every, you know, like obviously you can't do it quite as regular as you used to at the moment because you know you've got a beautiful baby girl and you know both of you got lives as well so you do it as and when you can don't you yeah we we are we are now way more um back on track so oh, it was kind of a you know four or five or six month um kind of stand down period where we'd have the odd staggered one we've come out of um lockdown pretty pretty um clean so uh and i've got out i've got my kind of studio set up in the garage now so I think we're going to be a lot more regular from now on. Um, we missed last week, but then before that was kind of three in a row, which it's um, it's getting there. We did have you know, you know like twenty or thirty in a row at one point. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because <laughs> we were having a little competition, sort of a friendly competition, weren't we? <laughs> who could get to episode a hundred, or who could get to whatever? And I've zoomed ahead past you now. <laughs> 
Yeah, what are you up to now? It's like 125 or something, is it? No, this would be 132, I think, this episode. Ah. Yeah. I was close. Well, I mean, you weren't, really, (laughs) but... (laughs) I was close. It's always a delight when I see the little Lights in the Sky logo pop up in my... um, in my, well, I'm going to say iTunes, but it's more Apple Podcasts now, isn't it? Yeah, when it mm. when it pops up and is downloaded, I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> I, I I feel the same way, even though, yeah, much like James, I don't listen back. <laughs> I don't even listen back, like, as we record as live, so um, I think I mentioned to you in the past, yep. um, our mic set up and stuff, we're lucky enough to be in the same room, so we only really cut if we've accidentally insulted someone we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I have to cut it out and we go back again. Yeah. Um, I don't listen back at all. I know Tony does. He he does. <laughs> he's a strange cat. He does his, like, Sunday afternoon chores while he's got us in his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening back to what we said, but it's quite funny because in my case, I'm listening obviously when you're recording and then I'm listening when I'm editing it because obviously with Skype delays, you kind of have to edit it and stuff, you know, to avoid those delays and things. Because, you know, one minute you could have said a joke and then 10 minutes later I'm going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then also when it's actually released as well, I listen as well because I, I just think I want to have that mm. rating, you know. Because unlike you, like <laughs> you, as as much as I do it for um, our entertainment, so like mine and James's entertainment, I also do it and I super duper promote it as well. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah I do sort of, yeah, try to grow the audience as much as possible. But yeah, that's the way it should be, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're a Kiwi, aren't you? So, you know, you're very laid back and chilled out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way you rock. <laughs> no, I'm just too selfish, stubborn, a little bit lazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're selfish. <laughs> Tony's threatening to take over our Instagram, so um, watch the space. Ah, that would be interesting. Yeah, are you going <laughs> <laughs> to... It will be very interesting. <laughs> are you going to go back onto Twitter? Or are you going to... Yeah, I know you're still active on Twitter, but you're not active as such on that. <laughs> yeah, I was for a while when I was when I was actively trying to promote we do get pretty good numbers considering how little I do. Yep. Um, so part of me was kind of like, I'll drop everything and see if it makes a difference. And I just haven't checked back in yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still getting the same numbers, even though you're not trying. Oh, honestly, I don't check the numbers of late. Oh, okay. Um, I, I got to a place where I'm like, I'm doing this for me for now. It's um, Fair enough. Yeah, it's just part of my routine. I, I kind of strongly believe in um, just do stuff that is fun, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, it is always really cool to hear from people that do listen, though. Um, so that's the part that I think suffers. We used to get people actually, you know, sliding into my DMs, as they say, mm-hmm. um, telling me how much they enjoyed the episode and things. And that was always really cool to hear. Um, so, yeah, we should probably pick it back up again soon. It's, I went through a phase of being very time poor for a, a wee while when um, when little baby got here. But yeah, um, I should probably pick it back up again soon. Yeah, and how old is she now? Um, she is seventeen months old. See, I'm one of those parents that now I talk in months. Oh so no, she's one, but seventeen months. Yeah, so she's. I can't wait till she's like ninety eight months. 
<laughs> I'm still saying it. What is 98 months? I have no idea. I picked a high number that you just wouldn't say in months. <laughs> it's like 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a math magician would just take 98 and divide it by 12, and then you'd know, but well, I'm no math magician. Well, let me just do that. Oh, God. I think somebody's just driving away yeah. in their car a moment, but it sounded like a massive fart. But they are my end or your end, they're on, so to speak. They're on my end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, I think it's somebody with a sports car. So what was it? 98 right. divided by 12, yeah? Yeah, it's 8.1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just off the top of my head, I figured out the point one by myself. No, I didn't. Yeah, I know you didn't. Because <laughs> otherwise you would have added the six. <laughs> it's a half a month as well (laughs) yeah um yeah so i'm just like whoa i don't know what to talk about now that car's kind of just taken my brain with that i think (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so she's doing okay is she yeah awesome yeah she's great she's um uh starting to talk We've done, uh, I'm proud dad, I love um, talking about, we've done baby sign language with her. I don't know if I told you this. No. I definitely haven't told your listeners this, um, because I've only been here 26 minutes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We've done baby sign language, so when you're saying certain things, you do sign language, you know, cues, and babies often uh, they pick that stuff up faster than speaking because speaking is quite an intricate sort of skill. Yeah. You know, um, using a lot of muscles in your mouth and your tongue and your everything. So they quite often will be able to do hand signals before they can speak. And I've always been kind of curious about it. And everyone we spoke to, you know, before the baby arrived, I've asked them, you know, do you know anyone who did baby sign language or how did it go for them? Was it hard? That sort of thing. And um, everyone who had known of somebody who had done it said that they just didn't regret it they loved it and it was you know really helpful because when you think about it a baby when they're trying to get your attention or tell you something they just cry that's all they have yeah so we kind of picked a few simple um key words really and every time you know since the baby was born basically every time you'd say it you'd do the sign and um when she was about about eight months old, she did her first sign back. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, and so uh, the first one was hungry, as if you're holding an invisible sandwich up to your mouth is the sign for hungry. Okay. And then drink is kind of like if you're, you know, um, tipping a glass of water in your mouth. Yep. So once you got those, she, rather than cry, can walk up to you and tell you she's hungry or thirsty. So it's actually quite good. Makes for a very chilled out atmosphere. Yeah. And then you just kind of keep doing that once you start getting some feedback. Because you have to do it for months without knowing if it's working. And then if she um, starts to feed back, then, you know, as a parent, you just start to sign all sorts of things. But, um, yeah, she can do hungry, thirsty. Um, We say shower, bed, um, nappy. Um, what else? Uh, I'm finished is a really handy one when you're up at the table and she's had enough to eat rather than, you know, trying to give her more food or whatever. She can just tell you she's finished and, you know, it's time to hop down. Yep. Um, yeah, really cool. She's a clever kid. Yeah, she is a clever kid. I have to know what the sign is for nappy. Nappy is kind of, um, if you, how the heck do you describe this? If you had a pair of oversized pants on and grabbed 
the front elastic and pulled it up. Right, okay. It'd be a similar action to if you had a sleeping bag and grabbed the top of it and kind of shook it to unroll it. Okay, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Two hands out in front of you, they're both kind of pinched, and then you go up and down. That's nappy. Ah. Don't know why. It just is. <laughs> we, yeah, it's, it's the same sign language as, um, as, you know, adult sign language. It's just you use one or two at a time. Yeah. Oh, the other really handy one was milk, which is like the action of milking a cow. You kind of squeeze your hand. And so when she was really little, she would be able to say she wanted milk. That's really clever. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of teaching her two languages in a way. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. We have talked about um, we should learn a few more for so that we can talk around her while she's asleep sort of thing, so that we're quiet. Hand signals like, I'm going to go and do my work now, or, you know, I'll go and cook dinner or something like that. Yeah. Um, if we're both in the bedroom and she's asleep and we've just got her to sleep or something like that, but yeah. Probably if she hasn't quite gone to sleep, she might see them and then she might start doing them back to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she watches the Wiggles as well, and Emma Wiggles pretty good at um, doing sign language. Emma Wiggles signs her name E-M-M-A using her fingers, and so she started doing E for Emma um, when she wants to watch the Wiggles too. Oh! <laughs> it was quite cool. Yeah, she's such a cool little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she's a very, very pretty little girl as well. <laughs> she's a cutie. Yeah. <laughs> little chubby and uh, chubby chops but not not in a not in a negative way like in a no. baby fat kind of way you know cute way yeah <laughs> totally yeah oh yeah so i remember when you first uh showed me a picture of her and i was like oh my ovaries i really want a baby <laughs> <laughs> it's all right chris knows i'd like a child now <laughs> <laughs> He's figuring out where you can buy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How many dollars and pence do you need for a baby? <laughs> well, it would be pounds, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full circle. I was close. <laughs> yeah. But that also, the sign language part, that also made me think of, um, is it Meet the Fuckers? As well, because yes, oh, everyone. When I say it, they do the where you squeeze your thumb and pull it out the bottom of your fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need, everyone does that. Need one. a poo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We never taught her that one. No. <laughs> oh, we figured nappy will do. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Less graphic. Yeah, when you're um, potty training her, she might need to mm. do that one. Yeah, never know. Yep. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, please do. <laughs> like a video of her doing it, please. <laughs> yeah, oddly interested. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to have things to entertain you, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I don't know about you, but um, I'm not going to end the episode yet. So, <laughs> but the, no, I was going to say, did you manage to find the story? Yeah, I've got one for you. Okay. Yeah, I think this one is probably suitable um, not to pull back the curtain on your behalf, but we were going to have Beach uh, from Australia on this one. So I've picked yep. one about Australia that I think <laughs> think paints Australia in an interesting light. Okay. So it's probably pretty good that he's not here for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also covered, I've got two stories because I'm greedy and I like to have two. Mm -hmm. But I've got one story which is paranormal related. Mm, and this was all spontaneous that I found, by the way. Um, but then also I found quite funny. And a New Zealand related 
one in some ways as well. Oh, so there you go. Okay. Yeah. So did you want to go first? Um, I can go first if you like. Yeah, of course you can. Guess first. Just grab this one. Uh, okay. Here we go. Sorry, Beige. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, this, okay. So the headline reads, and this was in a New Zealand paper. Okay. So obviously we love uh, ripping on Australians because all they do is rip on us. Mm-hmm. Um, so while he's not here, behind his back, all of those things. Um, Australian Outback Pub bans messy emus for bad behaviour. <laughs> Intrigued. <laughs> An Australian Outback Pub has banned emus for bad behaviour and erected barriers to prevent the large flightless birds from creating havoc inside. Locals and tourists have been bemused by the antics of the emus eager to steal food from people in Yarraka, a remote Queensland state outpost with a permanent population of 18 people. But things took an intolerable turn last week when two of the birds, Carol and Kevin, <laughs> amazing, discovered they could climb the front stairs of the Yarraka, Yarraka Hotel, the only pub publican Chris Gamblett said Tuesday. They, there's typos all through this. I mean, oh. sloppy New Zealand journalism. It's not good, is it? They learned to walk up the front steps of the hotel, which has been causing just a few issues, especially with the amount of their waste. Gimblet solved the problem by stringing a rope across the top of the stairs. A sign advises customers to replace the rope once they enter because emus have been banned from this establishment for bad behaviour. <laughs> the inquisitive emus are not yet clever enough to duck under the rope to get inside the pub. Um, while Australian pubs, and I didn't know this was a thing. I mean, this surprises me. While Australian pubs occasionally have a parrot in the bar. Really? I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, must be fairly rural ones. Bees, you're going to have to let us know if that's the truth thing, okay? Yeah. Um, while Australian pubs occasionally have a parrot in the bar, emus are not indoor birds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we needed to state that explicitly. <laughs> That's brilliant. This is probably my favorite paragraph in the article. When emus get a fright, they head in a forward direction, but are normally looking behind them so they can't see where they're going. And this is where chaos can happen. They bump into everything. <laughs> you could just imagine it, eh? Just chaos. Yeah. Just, just, oh. Visitors staying at the Yarraka trailer park have been surprised by the lengths emus will go to to steal food, including picking a fried egg off a barbecue. <laughs> They will lean through the trailer door with their long necks and pluck toast out of a toaster. If you've got a coffee mug of coffee on the little table by the door, they'll drink all of the coffee without spilling a drop. <gasps> wow, that's pretty impressive. You just discover that your mug's empty. They're just eating machines. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, there used to be eight emus in Yarraka, which is probably about the fifth way I've pronounced Yarraka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a resident rescued eggs from an abandoned nest in 2018 and hatched them with a help of an electric blanket but all except carol and kevin have moved on apparently in search of mates we're in lockdown mode gimblet said of his barricaded pub at least it's emus and not coronavirus i suppose <laughs> 
<laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. I love the fact that they've been called Carol and Kevin as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, that's the name of the bird thingy in um, the movie Up, isn't it? The dog is called Doug, and I think there's a there's a um, big like it's almost like if you crossed an emu with a peacock or something like that, and a flamingo in there somewhere. It's called Kevin. Yeah, it's almost a bit like a dodo as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yep. you know the one. Yeah, exactly. But no, I didn't realise that it, it had a name, to be honest. I'd forgotten that part, but I've definitely seen Up as mm. one of my favourite films. So I know it's Kevin because my uncle's name is Kevin and he is constantly whinging about how the name Kevin is going to die out because no one calls their kids Kevin anymore. <laughs> and um, every time me or any of my siblings have um, had a baby or, you know, announced that we're having a baby, he's always tried to plant the seed of, please call the kid Kevin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, your daughter might have been, you know, teased a little bit if she had grown up being called Kevin. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how names do dive? But then eventually they'll come back around full circle again, though, won't they? Yeah, I think in our, you know, mums and bubs coffee group thing, there was some names in there, including my daughter's name, which they all sound like old ladies. Yeah. Um, Like Gwendolyn. And there was like, um, I forget what the other ones were now, but I remember thinking at the time, these are all like Fleur and... Um, there was like a Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of names. Those ones that you like, if I put all the names on a list and said, this is a group of people, you know, meeting once a week, what do you think they're doing? You would say knitting yeah. <laughs> rather than crawling around on the floor. <laughs> that, yeah, that would actually be quite a good survey to do actually. Yeah. I think you should, I think you should go on the street and do it with a, with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Rumi reporter Luke Walker. <laughs> Yeah. For the Lights in the Sky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really, go back to the story, I really enjoyed that story. Um, I love the fact that, you know, they're kind of like pests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit like the pigeon over in this country. They're like those just annoying people that don't get the hint that you want them to leave type people. Yeah. Where they just kind of loiter, hang around too nosy those people they're like they don't want to share your food but they'll sit there next to you stare at you and ask you if it's nice yeah. <laughs> it's like do you want some just say you want some and get out of my face yeah exactly or it's a bit like you know when you turn you go to a place and then the other person says i'm not hungry and then they end up eating chips off of your plate <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and yes my bird association was probably wrong there um as we carried on talking a little bit i think it, they're more like the seagull over here oh uh, yeah 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 oh they're so vicious oh i hate them we won't go into my story my mm. many stories because i think i've covered them quite a few times but uh yeah i've <laughs> i've always been attacked by seagulls when i'm eating the most delicious of foods <laughs> Oh god. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Something about birds I just don't trust being around them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've always got like the sinister look on their face, haven't they? That's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, um we used to have a a cockatoo in uh in a big cage. Mm -hmm. Um and one day we got home and it had got out of its cage, you know, because they're quite smart and clever and, you know, figure out things like latches. Yep. Um, and it got out and chewed the crap out of the felt on my dad's pool table. Oh, no. He was not happy. 
Yeah. Oh. But even that thing, like we had that pet for years and I just, I just didn't want to go near it. I just don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> they got such a sharp beak as well, cockatoo. It's like rip your finger open as soon as it felt like it. Yeah. I think that's probably the case for most birds as well. They're little, little sods mm. and then they just fly around and shit on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like. Really? Imagine if as humans, you know, like we just drove around and we just like stopped and went. <laughs> oh, God. It's never next to someone. It's always on them, right? Yeah, exactly. And apparently it's good luck. But where the hell did that come yeah. from? <laughs> this is one of my most favorite stories about Tony. Um, and I might have told it on the podcast already, but. It was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> I still laugh <laughs> thinking about it. it was, we had this thing that um, a group of us in high school, we started a thing we called Formal Friday. Okay. So a lot of places have Casual Friday. We had the opposite where as, you know, year 13s, you know, the, the whatever the last year of high school was, um, there was a certain group of us that would wear suits to school. Okay. And it kind of caught on and, and there was kind of more and more people doing it each week or, you know, people would come in and, you know, wear their suit one day and others wouldn't and, uh, you know, the next week they wouldn't sort of thing. So they'd chime in and out. But Tony was one of the ringleaders of Formal Friday. And, um, I remember, <laughs> I remember walking home from high school with him because, his house was kind of on the way to mine. So I'd walk him home and then I'd carry on to mine. Yeah. And it was like, if I showed you a scene in a movie where this happened, you wouldn't believe it. Like it, it would seem too far-fetched. He was walking along in his suit um, and he literally had just finished saying the words, this has been one of the best days of my life <laughs> <laughs> when a bird shat on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get angry. It was like that thing of like, he's not angry. He's not, um, you know, mad about it. He just had that absolute dejected, like, <laughs> this has just taken me from, you know, a hundred down to zero in no time. <laughs> just disappointed in the day after that. It was so good. <laughs> so what was hit the best day for him be then became the best day for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I still I still laugh thinking about it. Just the look on his face will just never leave me. <laughs> well, I've got a similar story and it's um basically, yeah, we were just out, it was again school time and uh, a group of my me and my friends and we were just sat on the grass you know just it was break time and um, yeah seagull like basically crapped all over the back of uh, one girl's t-shirt basically so it was all over the back of her shirt and it was disgusting but the funnier one was my friend <laughs> who had got, sorry who got a bit on her forehead and it kind of looked like a bindi oh no <laughs> Yeah, and it was, oh my God. It, Just perfect centre. Yeah, it was literally perfect centre. <laughs> and she got nowhere else apart from her forehead. So it must have been like the, because the friend who got literally splattered and covered with the uh, you know, with her shirt um she how big was this bird <laughs> i don't know this was like a like an emu flying or something <laughs> it was a dinosaur <laughs> seagull <laughs> yeah. but it's amazing yeah it was pretty amazing and the funniest part was i didn't get anything on me i just sat there witnessing it all <laughs> Yeah, you just got a front row seat. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, when um yeah, the when it happened to the girl with the uh, with the shirt, she was like, Who just threw 
water at me. I was like, nobody, the seagull just shat all over <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. You wish someone threw water at you, lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, laughing at other people's misfortunes. Oh, I know. <laughs> and now we make a, well, a metaphorical living out of doing so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of which, let's go on to another story. Okay, so did you want the paranormal one first or the, the New Zealand one first? Let's go paranormal first. Paranormal. Okay. So headline reads, security boss petrified after eerie ghost bride seen stalking business, uh, business site, building site. A security firm in... I'm intrigued. Are you? Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, I just needed you to know I'm intrigued, apparently. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And no, that's fine. (laughs) A security firm in Birmingham was stunned when they claimed CCTV picked up a woman in white eerily cutting across a central city building site in the dead of night. Oh... A security firm's boss has been left petrified after claiming to have spotted a ghost woman in a white dress walking across the building site. This is the third time I've read that. (laughs) (laughs) A photograph of the supposed ghostly apparition at the Birmingham building site just to definitely say that it was a Birmingham building site <laughs> has le- Where was this Birmingham Birmingham building site? Um it was on <laughs> Sherborne Street as we will find out later on. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Somewhere in Birmingham I assume. Oh it's somewhere in Birmingham, yes definitely. Has left <laughs> many scratching their heads over whether it was genuine or a hoax. The eerie image baffled security bosses at the site of Sherborne Street there we go. <laughs> After the movement triggered motion cameras in the early hours of Tuesday, August 18th. Oh, so that was only a couple of days ago. Mm. We're quite up to date with our story in this case. Um, normally I find out that it was four years old. <laughs> the vision is claimed to have picked up on CCTV at the dead of night. Again, they like to repeat, repeat themselves. <laughs> the funniest mm-hmm. thing is I just repeated the word repeat twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when security performed a full patrol of the area just minutes later, they found it all clear. A security boss at the site said he struggled to go back to sleep as he was so creeped out by the apparition of the woman. I have questions with that. Why was he asleep on the job? I was just going to say the same thing. Like, now that I know there's no one here... I, Mr. Security Guard, am going back to sleep. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It feels like it's not a job. No. It's like you're going to put your feet up and have a lovely cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah. He's dobbed himself in here, isn't he? He has, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the next part is who appears to be wearing a white dress and carrying an object as she walks through the site of the city centre. A security scat. Let me start again. Security staff were alerted after a motion sensor camera picked up the movement and snapped the sinister image. Birmingham Live reports. To be honest, in this picture, she doesn't look sinister. She just looks like if she is a ghost, she's like a sad, dead wedding uh, wedding bride. Sorry. Oh jeez, wedding ghost. (laughs) It's just wedding ghost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Adam Lees, Managing Director of Limitless Security, said, we provide security for the building site on Sherbourne Street in, where do you think, which city centre? <laughs> um, I wouldn't uh, want to put myself out there and um, and come up wrong here, so I'm going to say pass <laughs> it was birmingham city center oh, i've never heard of it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in the early hours of tuesday we had an alert on the motion sensor camera had picked up movement on the site again repeating the daily mirror <laughs> <laughs> the, the images came through on my laptop so i checked and saw the picture. I notified security on site straight away who did a full patrol, but n- found nothing. It's incredibly strange. I have no idea. Oh, let me try it with a Birmingham accent. Hold on. Uh, Birmingham. Oh, jeez. Oh. You realise I'm not going to be able to tell if this is good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you're a perfect audience. So just commit. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> It's a, it's. <laughs> uh, I think I can tell if this is good or bad. Hang on. <laughs> right. I'm from Birmingham. 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 Right, okay. It's incredible. Are the Beatles from Birmingham? No, no, they're from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just having a go. <laughs> it's incredibly strange. I had no idea <laughs> what. <laughs> I have no idea what it could be. I've been. I've lost it. Never mind. I'll speak with my normal accent. So, <laughs> oh, you had it. You so had it. <laughs> I, I'm going to give it one more shot. This is uh, this is for Jamie Westwood. He's from Birmingham. <laughs> Great. It's incredibly strange. <laughs> I have no. This, idea. Is, this is yellow submarine material. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right back to normal, Gemma. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what it could have been, but I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. Again, said the Daily Mirror. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the alert. So- I could barely get my work done. While I was sleeping. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> the alert was raised at 1.53am on August 18th. Three minutes later, on-site security uh, responded and carried out a full patrol, finding the site all clear. Mr. Lee said they went out straight away. It was minutes and there was no sign of anyone there or anyone ever being there. It was really bizarre. I have no idea what it could have been, but I didn't sleep for the rest of the night it gave me shivers, that's for sure. So I think he might have been at home actually sleeping. Right. Uh, so he might have been the site manager. So the online security, you know, the in, well, the in-house security were the people that are supposed to be awake, I think. <laughs> I just picture them being like in a wee willy winky outfit with a like candle on a candlestick <laughs> be carrying around searching for a ghost. <laughs> I think that's exactly the picture that I have too now. (laughs) (laughs) I've never believed in ghosts, but I can't explain this. People have been saying it's, uh, people have been saying it's take. (laughs) Okay. So the mirror's balled up here. People have been saying it's fake, not take. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, it's so easy to get an F upside down and make it a T, isn't it? (laughs) But I can assure them that it is 100% genuine. 
I wish it wasn't, as it has properly given me the creeps. I've never seen anything like it before. She's leaning forward and seems to be floating and is holding something in her hands. To me, it looked like she was wearing a wedding dress, like she's waiting to get married. She looks like a ghostly bride. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in five years of looking at hundreds of building sites like this. Imagine looking at the image when you've been woken up at two in the morning and you're half asleep. It took a while for me to drop off again after that, he said again. (laughs) 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 I did a bit of research to see if there had been any churches on the street. All I found was that it's a really old street that has been there for hundreds of years, you know, because England hasn't got thousands of years of uh, history. So it, it kind of is a bit obvious that, but there you go. Mm-hmm. The image has been shared thousands of times since it was posted by underscore Meg Little on Twitter. She wrote, so my dad's building site in Birmingham (laughs) has a CCTV camera alert that flashes when there's movement. And this morning it took this photo. Ten minutes later, security, well, if it's ten minutes later, then that person could have scarpered. But sorry, just to interrupt that. Yeah, that was what I thought. Like, what would be different here if it was just a person? Like, they're saying, oh, there's no sign of anyone. Like, I know if I walk down a street, I don't leave much sign that I've been there. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It could quite easily just be that. Yeah, and it's like, if it's ten minutes late, say if it was one minute later, then I get that. The the people would definitely have uh, seen somebody because nobody can walk that fast you know but mm, well, mm. unless you're running but you could still you know probably see something but 10 minutes later you know obviously the security needed waking up first <laughs> <laughs> he needed to get dressed yeah put his pants back on yeah yeah <laughs> again put the kettle on for when he had to get back yeah so 10 minutes later security went to check and found nothing in capital letters oh snap oh snap (laughs) some twitter users were astonished by the picture one user commented if this is real that is proper creepy ghosts just walking around makes you wonder and another wow uh what the hell wish i'd never seen this um there's a lot more to this uh you know there's a little bit more to this story but um i think we've got the gist of it the gist of it sorry yeah i think the place that article was taking us was um twitter was amazed but twitter's easily amazed so (laughs) we could leave that bit out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and where was it located again um sandringham that's the one (laughs) <laughs> don't even know where that is <laughs> i've heard of it i've heard of it too but i'm not sure i think it might be in my country so <laughs> yeah i hope it was a lovely bride and you know if she has passed on we'd like to express our deepest thoughts to you but at the same time that article was funny so <laughs> have you been to birmingham i have yes what's it like it's quite a nice city I, I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the parts that I've right. been to anyway, because, you know, I haven't been all around the city, but I've got a couple of friends that live there. And uh, yeah, it's it's got the world's biggest Primark. So, I mean, that's exciting for those who like Primark. What is that? Pri- uh, Primark, it's um, a discount clothes shop. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, sorry, I thought that was a global thing again, but it's obviously not. So nope. So if you were doomed to uh, wander around in Birmingham for all time mm-hmm. um, as a ghost, how long before you were bored of Birmingham? Do you think when you've shopped every, <laughs> look, browsed everything at Primark? Um, what else does this do then? Oh, I mean, it is quite a pretty awesome city. Yeah. Cause I said it's hard, but, um, I like the docklands are quite nice to go and see. Where in England is it? North? South? Midlands. Oh, yeah. So it's right in the middle. That's in the middle somewhere, right? It is. Yeah. yeah well done. <laughs> <laughs> the one time that, or the last time, shall I say, that I went over, it was uh, around Christmas time. So, I didn't really go into the actual city centre itself because it was just bedlam. Okay. Because they had the German market. Do you get the German market in New Zealand? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, because it's quite a thing where we have German markets in different cities in this country. And they've all got... Oh. Yeah, they've all got little... It's kind of like little huts and they sell stuff, whether it be... You know, like, it can be food-related. Beer and sausages. Yeah, beer and yeah. sausages is a definite and a must. But they've also got little knick-knacky kind of shops as well. Okay. But they're all in these little huts. So it could be that, you know, it's like different flavoured fudges and, um, uh, yeah, and or like handmade stuff, basically. And they're quite cool to go and see, but at the same time... You know, because Birmingham is such a big city. I think with mm. that amount of people being in one place, it is quite overwhelming. So I don't like crowds too much. So yeah, oh, yeah. it can be uh, it can be a bit overwhelming. But did you ever watch Peaky Blinders? No, I know of it. I just never got around to it. Uh, I think you should if you like sort of gangstery kind of program. Oh yeah, that's where it's actually based as well because they're all from Birmingham. Uh, yeah, I've got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I placed it. Yeah, indeed. And uh, yeah, I just think it is a nice city. So from the places that I've been, uh, it seems really nice. And yeah, I mean, every city has got a bit of trouble. But yeah, I mean, all good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, once you get to the pearly gates, if they gave you a ticket to a one-way ticket to Birmingham for all time, you're happy. Yeah, I think I'd be all right because I've got a couple of friends there right. and I'd like to go back and haunt them. So. <laughs> Beautiful. And you can haunt is it primark what was it called Pri- yeah primark yeah <laughs> i think it's a lot of people in china and stuff like that making the goods you know it's a lot of like poor countries making the clothes mm-hmm. so it's one of those kind of places right okay i'm too fat to fit into primark so i don't help the situation <laughs> i don't you know okay. <laughs> it's it's one of those things it's just like a really discounted shop you know but clothes shop mm-hmm. say so, with the Birmingham one it's got like three or four levels but it's like a massive building as well so a lot of people get very excited to go there for that reason mm. um nice yeah I like it indeed <laughs> <laughs> okay so I think we should wrap up this episode shortly but I th- we can't do it without finishing with our New Zealand story all right okay so Beer Company accidentally names itself after pubic hair. Uh-oh. It's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> sounds promising. Yeah. It sounds like it's really painting New Zealand in a good light internationally. <laughs> Indeed. Well, actually, it's kind of New Zealand-based, but the brewery is actually based in Western Canada. Okay. Right. Okay. So do you know any Maori words? Am I saying the right word? Maori. Maori, yeah. Yeah? Yep. People um, roll the R generally, but a lot of people can't, so 
Maori. <laughs> okay. So, do you know any Maori words? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you learn um, you learn a few of them, you know, in school here. Okay. Um, the national anthems sung in um, Maori and English. Ah. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. absolutely. So in that case, then, what is the word for pubic hair? I don't know. They didn't teach me that one in primary school, sorry. I think they knew better. <laughs> okay, so this beer is called, I'm going to maybe butcher this, but I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. Hura Hura. So it's H-U-R-U, H-U-R-U. U-R-U. Huru Huru. Huru Huru. Okay. But it'd be, it'd be a rolled R, so Huru Huru. Huru Huru. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> You were right about the butchering. (laughs) (laughs) I just sounded like I was Indian or something then. (laughs) (laughs) No, the way they do it is the rolled R. So it's it's Maori. Yeah. And then it's, you would be saying huru huru. Huru (laughs) huru. I'm not getting any better. Close enough. (laughs) Okay. It's easy to swap in a D. So where the R is, put a D. So um, Maori, but just a really light touch on the D. So um, Maori and huru. Hudu. Almost like you're saying hoodie, but you say hoodoo. Hoodoo. It's it's probably closer than an than an R, but yeah. Okay, well I'm now really confused. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you were saying um hoodie. Yep. As in the the sweatshirt you wear. Yep. So say hoodie. Hoodie. I uh, see English people probably lean on the the this sounds really like a really dirty sentence. English people lean on the D more than <laughs> people. <laughs> um Hoodie, yeah. I, I tell you what, I'll just read it in English, and you yeah, can then correct me. <laughs> right, okay. So, a brewery in Western Canada was forced to apologise after unwittingly naming their beer product after the Maori Maori, yeah, thank you, word for pubic hair. Hell's Basement Brewery. Brewery. <laughs> I was saying my own words now. You're rolling the wrong R's now. <laughs> <laughs> Brewery. Brewery. <laughs> In Alberta, started making Hura Hura. Huri Huru. It was Huru Huru, wasn't it? Huru Huru. H U R U. Yeah. Huru Huru. Huru Huru. A New Zealand craft ale last year. The brewery picked the name because it understood that the word meant feather. Or fur. Oh, for God's sake. Mm, okay. But, but a man... No, 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 I wasn't going to say that. It was the next part. But a man who lives in New Zealand, and he's a Maori... <laughs> I can't get my word around the word. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely couldn't get around his name. <laughs> and a well-known... Native New Zealander. A native New Zealander. <laughs> yep. And well-known former TV personality said that the word... Hura Hura also <laughs> also has an altogether different meaning for the Kiwi indigenous community. Does it say who this guy is? It's a T E and then H A M U A Nikora, I'd say. No, I've never heard of him. No. Okay. But he's a TV personality. Why haven't you heard of him? There's only a thousand people in there in New Zealand. Yeah. There's, all, there's, there's like six TV channels now. I can't keep up with them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that the name of this beer means feather, fur, but it also means a hair of head. 
he wrote on Facebook post on the 1st of August. So again, it's pretty new. And yes, I did mm-hmm. just bypass the name of it. So I didn't embarrass myself any further. <laughs> I know this, but it is most commonly used as hair of a person's privates. Oh no. Great. <laughs> I've just Googled it in the background. The guy's name is Tehamua Nakora. And I don't know who he is. So <laughs> he's not that famous. Okay, but I got his surname right, so that's good. Nikora called out the Canadian brewery as well as a feather shop in Wellington, New Zealand, which has also adopted the same name. He said he had contacted both the store and the brewery, informing them of their mistake and asked for non-Maori businesses to use their own language to promote their products oh yeah that's a bit that's a that's a tricky one right yeah it's like oh back mm. off it's our language <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but does he know that these aren't maori people and and the fact is they're using the word that means three things and he's chosen to tell them they're using it wrong like it's the only the bad way yeah but yeah I mean, if you wanted to call a shop Feather and you sold feathers, you'd probably call it Feather, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And yeah, that's exactly. how they've done it. So it just happens to mean something else as well. Yeah, mm. exactly. So, I mean, you know, you can get that with a lot of different languages, can't you? Yeah. Even down to, like, how many different variations there are of, of the word there, you know, in the in this country. You know, like, it's almost frowned upon if you use the wrong version, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think people need to get off their high horse when it comes to language, especially if it does mean three different things. So these written here that if you're selling leather, call it leather. Don't call it pubic hair unless you are selling pubic hair. And don't call beer pubic hair unless you make it with pubic hair, he said. Well, he seems to be on his high horse as well. Yeah, I mean, what if the Maori word for leather also meant pubic hair? He's just said, use if you sold leather, call it leather. Yeah. That's what these people have done, right? They're selling feathers and they've called it feather. Yeah. It's just the problem is that feather means, uh, you know, that word means two different things. That's a, tr- that's a tricky one. I don't know where I sit on this. No, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with it, I think. Yep. I will join you on that fence. Yeah. We can have a lovely cup of tea. <laughs> or a sandwich going back to earlier yeah. <laughs> uh, right okay so this next part it makes me sad a little bit both companies have apologised after being accused of being cultural inappropriation so being culturally inappropriate basically uh, it makes me sad that people have got to be sorry for making a genuine mistake do you know what I mean yeah it's a tr- it's a tricky one I mean I don't know if we get the the intricacies of it from an article because we've seen this is probably the first one that doesn't have typos all through it. So I question the journos straight away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know people that are journalists, and it's like, well, uh, anyone could do this job. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's got to be tough, right? Um, if it's just an honest mistake, I mean, it's the the difference between an homa an homage and. Um, an insult it can be a fine line right i reckon yeah especially when it comes down to people's personal opinion like my personal opinion might be i'm offended someone else's personal opinion might be that it's 
promoting the language or something like that. So yeah, um, it's tricky when when that comes into it. Yeah, it's trying to make people more aware of um, cultural differences rather than not you know. And I don't mean differences in a negative way. It's so hard nowadays, isn't it? Because you can't say anything without risking saying the wrong thing yeah and it is so hard (laughs) but that's why we're on a podcast because we can say what we want and um i know to a point how you know like there's you know in my case the salty tadpoles you know i know what they would dislike and what they would react negatively um sorry positively to um so you know Mm. i i kind of and i think to myself also when i'm listening back i go oh probably shouldn't have said that and you can just take it out and it's fine yeah 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 <laughs> okay so <laughs> there's a little bit more uh, so they carry on so this is hell's basement who are the beer company they went on to say we did not realize the potential to offend through our artistic interpretation and given the response we will attempt to do better in the future he said to those who feel disrespected we apologize we also do not think pubic hair is shameful though we admit it may not go well with beer (laughs) (laughs) good that's not a bad response no i quite like that so um yes i'm gonna leave it there because the rest of it is quite serious so i'm gonna leave it there Mm -hmm. with that but on the subject of beer because it's gonna just uh touch upon the beer that you've been uh talking behind the scenes with Mm -hmm. so what beer is it that you've been raving about recently it's called Waka Changi. It's a beer that's started by a comedian, basically. It's a comedian that um, I've followed for years now, 10, 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And his stuff is really funny. He did a show, it was really low budget and everything. It was called Moon TV. And he had a segment on there called Speedo Cops. And it was these cops that are, you know, full police garb and everything, but they wore Speedos instead of pants. And they talked about how it was, <laughs> uh, you know, um, they were much quicker through the air and things like this. And then he, he went on to, uh, he did another, um, series, which is right up, uh, right up my alley, which was called, um, Lee Hart's Mysterious Planet. And he kind of went and attended UFO conventions and Sasquatch, um, hunts and things like this and kind of took the piss out of everyone. But, um, yeah, it was just really funny. But he went off and um, he was a radio announcer, you know, drive show announcer for a while. And um, while he was doing that, um, launched his beer brand called Waka Changi, which is um, it's a made up word that's made to sound like a Maori word. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, just, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Like the artwork looks quite similar in style to the early New Zealand products you see in museums here from like early settlers. Oh, okay. So they had that kind of typography, that kind of thing. But then, um, yeah, it's it's definitely met with humor. Like he talks about his great uncle Kenny a lot, um, <laughs> which I don't know if he even exists. Um, and yeah, the back of the beer said that Wakachangi was voted the beer with the best indoor outdoor flow at the 2018 Wakachangi Beer and Furniture Awards. <laughs> um, um, our brewer Colin and Colin's a name he uses in every you know comedy sketch he's got. There's Colin yeah. is a, a pet shop owner who gets yogurt stuck in his mustache called the Hamster Man from amsterdam yeah things like that <laughs> i don't think it just ends with quite good beer as well doesn't it yeah quite good beer yeah so our brewer colin says this could be a winner at the international beer awards next year <laughs> like, <laughs> like every brewer is gonna say that right <laughs> yeah <But> exactly yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the the bottom of the logo just says "quite nice beer," um, so it doesn't doesn't uh, toot its own horn. It's that yeah doesn't have the tall poppy syndrome that you um uh, you get cut down for in this country. Everyone's pretty understated. Yeah, and <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, we're talking about beer, so that sounds like a good time to end this episode. And maybe go off and have a beer now. It's 11.23 here. So, you know, it's nearly midday. So I can start <laughs> drinking now. <laughs> but I'm going to try and find that beer somewhere. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, Luke, thank you ever so much for being on the episode. And did you want to give your twitter and instagram details if you remember them for the podcast you can follow the podcast at lits underscore podcast on twitter and on instagram if you do jump on board and start listening then absolutely message us there it might not be that we're posted for a while but i'm always checking in i'm getting alerts when people do contact me and if you have something nice to say then um, feel free to share it there yeah and watch the space tony promises big um, he delivers small. So <laughs> if the Instagram kicks off again, it's either me doing it or he's actually done what he said he's going to do, <laughs> which um, the last thing he promised was he's getting a new toilet that he reckons is going to be um, amazingly powerful at flushing. So he wants to start a segment called Will It Flush, where he puts <laughs> things down the toilet and presses the button to see if it would go down. Um, and that never happened. So. I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> and that just sums up Tony completely. And I, yeah, I, I echo this sort of throughout the years, but I really want to become friends with Tony as well as yourself because yeah, <laughs> I just I yeah. think he sounds so awesome. <laughs> One day my dream will come true. Yeah. I'll let him know. He's not a big social media guy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's why it surprised me that he's like, I'll do the, I'll do the social stuff. I'm like, I don't think you will, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, one yeah. day my dream will come true and Tony will become my friend. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Well, in that case, Luke, I think we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I have been Luke. You have. And thank you again for joining me. Okay. My pleasure. See ya. <laughs> See ya wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Dr. Squee here. I'm here to tell you about my live video podcast event, Squeefest 2020, brought to you by StreamYard. 2pm to 2pm British Summertime on 9am to 9am Eastern. I will be going live for 24 hours on the Dr. Squee Show Facebook page and twitch.tv slash Dr. Squee to raise money for NHS charities together who are supporting NHS staff and volunteers who are bringing the fight to COVID-19. We will have guest stars including the third Dr. Doctor Who companion Katie Manning. From going live we have Trevor Simon. Stand-up comedian Anubhav Powell will be bringing Mumbai to the event and we'll have so many more guest stars to announce. As well as that we have quizzes, games, panels with authors and ghost hunters. We've also got your favourite podcasts, Retrek, Netheads, Legend in My Spare Time, Due South by Southeast, Unclassical, Dead Piet Society, Talking Codswallop, Diversely Geek, Legend of the Travelling Tardis, Dog's Best Friend and Blay Makes Food. As well as all that, our friends over at SW20 Radio, The Sound of South Wales, will be broadcasting an hour of Squeefest with our friend Matt Lees. Please follow our Facebook page and at Dr. Squee on Twitter and Instagram for more guest announcements as we have them. All this and so much more. 
If you can afford to donate, please go to justgiving.com slash now or on the day and give what you can. And join me for 24 hours of fun. I'll see you there.